podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Tis that time of the season when the ghouls and goblins prowl. Witches ride their broomsticks and bonehead wildcats howl. So scrape your claws together and make some chilling noise. Boy, a haunted wildcat is a spooky Bosco boy. Boom, boom, boom. The boys are back. The boys are back for our Spotify Green Room live show. We're going live every Wednesday in God's time zone, 7 p.m. All football season long during basketball season, we'll be doing our live reaction shows here, right here on Bosco's Boys on Spotify Green Room. They're our sponsor. They're great. Not only can you talk to us, but there's so much fun stuff going on. Every single week over here at Spotify Green Room, uh, Men and Blazers, if you're a soccer fan, they do live shows over here. Uh, you have all sorts of other college football podcasts. You got pop culture. Uh, back when all the stuff with Kanye's album was dropping, there was Donda listening parties, all sorts of crazy stuff. Uh, so get over to Spotify Green Room and have fun. All right. It is a bye week. So we're going to get a little creative with some of the stuff we're going to talk about. We're going to have fun. We're going to put a bow on the Oklahoma game. We're going to talk about some other stuff. We're going to have we're going to have fun tonight. We're going to have some fun for an hour uh, before we really have to ramp it up and get our hatred going for Iowa State next week. Um, but I'm not going to filibuster too much. I'm going to get folks involved here early. We got my guy Joel and we got my guy Cole already up on the stage. I sent invites to Drew and Cody. Let's see if we're going to have the same kind of issue we had last week where you have to constantly refresh stuff to see folks get up there. But we'll just get into it first. We're going to go to my guy, Cole, who delivered me some pumpkin beer last week, which was the uh, highlight of my Saturday. I was getting to hang out with Cole and Joel. I'm sipping on that Hey Pumpkin from uh, Denver Brewing Company or Denver Beer Company. Cole, how are you doing? And just give me a uh in any sort of k-state sports hot take that doesn't have to do with the k-state oklahoma game uh i'm doing good uh first of all can you hear me yep you're, you're coming through loud and clear after last right, week's perfect. disaster yeah. <laughs> i was i was worried about it all day honestly um second of all it was great to meet you scott i hope you enjoy the beers um God, hot take for k-state sports I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't really call it a hot take, but I'm really starting to get excited for basketball season. Um, I mean, I really, I think we'll be better, but that could still mean we're not that good, but I'm just excited. I don't really have much expectations going into it. So I think I could, that could make it a fun. Yep. I, I hear you there. I'll go next to Joel. Joel, again, it was awesome to meet you. As well, so just give me any sort of K State sports hot take that doesn't have to do with the Oklahoma game. Yeah, man, it was great to meet you. Um, I think my hot take will be we go ahead and snag that Ryland Griffin guy that we sent like the whole damn team to go see today, and that'll be huge for us in the coming year. 
that would be awesome. I'm pretty high on him, so that would be a good get. We'll go down to Mike out in Cali. Mike, uh, give me any sort of K-State sports hot take that doesn't have to do with the Oklahoma game. Uh, how about the K-State women volleyball beating OU? How about that, huh? So here, here's my take, and I, I think some folks might be disappointed in me. I actually don't like that weekend series because I wanted to get both of them. You lost the first night. You got the second one, but I wanted both of them versus Oklahoma. So maybe I'm, maybe I'm being, a, uh, maybe I'm being uh, too harsh on the ladies, but I wanted both games from Oklahoma. So I can understand that. I can understand that, but I'm just, I'm just going to say – K-State beat OU last weekend, so there you go. <laughs> that, that, that is true. Uh, I'll, I'll definitely have my eyes on them. They, they need to get it going during Big 12 play because I have some big, big hopes uh, for K-State volleyball. I want to see them back in the postseason. We'll go to Joey out in Colorado. I, I, Joey, I, I believe you uh, just added to your pack, correct? I did. He's uh, He's sleeping in the bedroom right now. Well, there you go. Do you got any non-K-State versus Oklahoma hot takes? I'm going to do a roundtable, and then I'll let everyone put the bow on the Oklahoma game. But do you have any K-State sports takes not involving that game? Man, I really I really don't, other than bring back Bosco and bring back touchdown. I think that's, uh, that's probably the hottest take. But in this group, in this circle, I don't really think that's a very hot take. No, I, I think it needs to happen. Uh, speaking of Bosco, Chauncey Bosco, He's been wanting to go outside in this rain the entire time. I just let him out there. He took five steps out, and then he's just staring at me. He's finally going to the bathroom underneath the cover of a tree, but some dogs just aren't smart. He's going to get there, but he's an interesting fellow. So we'll go to the good chef. Chef, give me any sort of non-K-State Oklahoma take. Um, just from post-game stuff, watching Darren Sproles race kids in the parking lot after the game, I, I honestly think I could take Darren Sproles in a race. That that is that is what we're looking for. That's the type of take I'm looking for. Uh, I, I didn't have my stopwatch out there. I can guarantee I could not take anyone in a race, but I'm glad you think you could. Uh, we'll get to Drew, and then uh, we'll just kind of get this started with uh, kind of putting a bow on Oklahoma and hitting some other talking points. But, Drew, give me any non-K-State Oklahoma hot takes. Uh, I'll go K-State soccer owns KU soccer. That is true. They got a big overtime win over KU last Thursday. Uh, you know, in overtime, Rock Chalk Park is a, just an embarrassment to the game of soccer. Power going out. Uh, KU Athletics, honestly, is in shambles. Like, everyone wants to talk about, oh, they have this money. Oh, they have that money. And I'm not, I'm not going to try to say that their basketball program doesn't bring in money. But the fact that they can't build their own soccer stadium or baseball stadium or volleyball stadium. So they're having to lease it from the city of Lawrence and pay millions upon millions of dollars to pay, to play in these subpar, uh, you know, college facilities for soccer, baseball and, and uh, softball. It's just embarrassing. It's honestly embarrassing to the conference. And I'm so glad that the soccer team was able to get that win. Uh, Chris came in and I, I like Chris so much. So I'm going to ask him, Hey, give me any sort of K-State sports hot takes that doesn't have to do with the K-State-Oklahoma game. All right. Uh, K-State hot takes. Let's go um, – I'm going to go – men's and women's basketball are going to have solid years this year. Let's go with that. I'm optimistic. Um, 
and I don't know. I really don't know what the women have coming back, but um, I think they'll do better than last year in men's basketball. I think um, I think we'll start off slow like we always do in the non-con. We'll lose one disappointing game, and everyone's going to be all mad and everything. And uh, but then Bruce will find a way to get some signature wins, and uh, and then in the conference play, we'll we'll turn it on. Yeah, so if you want to talk women's basketball, Aoka Lee, back-to-back years being a unanimous consensus preseason all-conference player. So she's back. She's going to have a massive year. Will it be enough for Mitty to get back to postseason play? I'm not sure. I could make an argument that last year the women's basketball team actually was more disappointing than the men. So I'm really needing Jeff Mitty to take a big step. Otherwise, hey, you know, it might be time to start looking for who's going to be the next guy. Um, so we'll see. I, I actually agree with you. I think there's probably going to be a maddening early loss in basketball, and then uh, Bruce will turn around. I'm, I'm calling my shot right now. We'll probably do something a little bit closer to basketball kickoff uh, and have a prediction show. But right now, gun to my head, I'm saying we're going 8-10 and 10 in Big 12 play, and that's enough to get us to the tournament. Also, just hey, – so, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, no. When go ahead. Have- when do we play uh, Wichita State in basketball? I need to, I know the schedule's out, but I haven't looked that close enough. Uh, I'll be circling that one. Yeah, I think it's sometime in uh, early December. I'm going to say this. Um, everyone stay tuned uh, to stuff. There might be a possible meetup for the Iowa State game coming up. I have to check out a couple things. I'm not 100% sure, but there's also a chance that we might try to do something in Wichita because we have a lot of Wichita boneheads so we may be trying to do something before the K-State Wichita State game down in Wichita so everyone just stay tuned uh, to all that type of stuff we're going to try to get something going on I do want to circle back to the soccer team just real quick because they had some big 12 honors that came out yesterday the defensive or offensive player of the week was Kaylee Thornhill who got that game-winning goal in overtime and the goalkeeper of the week was Elena Warn or Warnmeyer, uh, who is our uh, goalkeeper? So I just wanted to give them some love because we're not going to have an episode this week for a full Wildcat roundup. So I just wanted to uh, give them some love and also just tell folks uh, to stay uh, stay tuned. And I'm looking in the chat; it is an interest. So um, we're we're going to I'm going to look into some stuff. I think we might we might be able to. So I'll, I'll say this to folks listening. On the podcast, anyone who's in the live chat, um, shoot me a tweet and let me know if you are going to be going to the K-State Wichita State game down in Wichita. If there is enough interest, if there are enough folks who do want to try to make a meetup happen, I'll start working on some game plans. It is going to be on December 5th, which is a Sunday. So December 5th is a Sunday. So uh, just for everyone's uh reference in interest bank arena. So, all right. Um, we did enough filibustering as just normal for our uh, live shows. I'm just going to let everyone get their kind of final, final thoughts out there from that game versus Oklahoma. I'm actually going to start with Zach. Zach, give me any final opinions, any final uh, words that you want to get out into the ether about the K-State Oklahoma game. And if you want to, you can give me a non K-State Oklahoma hot take as well. Um, final takes, man. I don't know. Just disappointed. I mean, there's really nothing more. 
to really say. Um, I, I was really disappointed in the defense. I thought they played really, really bad. Um, there's really not a whole lot more to say than that. Um, as for a non-OU game hot take, give me give me that Nigel Pack's going to be an All-American. Ooh, all right. I, I love that. I love that. I hope that comes to fruition. Nigel Pack was a little banged up. Was not a full participant in the li- or in the open full practice, but I have no doubt. I'm sure he'll be up and running uh, once the ball tips up in the air. We'll go to Chris. Chris, give me your final uh, kind of take on the Oklahoma game uh, before we move on and have some fun tonight. Yeah, just wasn't quite enough to get it done. Um, I think think the offense did enough and having Skylar Bell help back, you can definitely tell that offensively we were able to do enough to uh, potentially win the game, but we couldn't get enough stops and we couldn't get the breaks to go our way. And you, you need some of those breaks to go your way when you play a team like OU. Um, yeah, it was disappointing that, I mean, it, it was disappointing that we couldn't stop OU other than the interception or at least make them punt. Um, that was, I think that's what killed us is, I mean, they pretty much scored on every drive except for the one that they threw a pick, which was basically a punt. Um, so that was disappointing. I think something that probably gets lost in the fact with our defense, I know we were all high on them and they looked great in the first three games, but kind of reflecting them back against Oklahoma state and Oklahoma, I think um, there's, there's probably something with playing big 12 offenses and I'm not t- trying to, pump up Oklahoma state and OU so much, but you have to realize the there there's high caliber players that play obviously for OU, but I think Oklahoma state had some dudes too, especially that running back. I think going into the Oklahoma state game, uh, I think we were kind of uh, sleep, not necessarily sleeping on, but that Warren guy, I know people talked about him, but he definitely was a dude and had been the best running back we had seen up to that point. And so I think some of the missed tackling, um, and that game can be attributed to just playing maybe a little bit better skill players. I know Nevada had great wide receivers, but uh, tackling a wide receiver is a little bit different than tackling a running back. And then um, OU's got athletes out the wazoo. So um, I think that's a little bit of a struggle. I think our defense will respond. Um, I think they just need to get adjusted to big 12 offenses and the athletes that they'll see. And I think, um, hopefully they'll do better against Iowa State because Iowa State has some dudes too. They have that really good tight end, and we all know about Brees Hall. So, uh, but I think they'll respond, and uh, hopefully we'll we'll get the best of them. I don't even who's Brees Hall. I I thought they had like a running back named like Bryce something. I don't know who Brees Hall is. I don't know what <laughs> yeah, you're sorry. talking about. I, sorry, I shouldn't have called him by the <laughs> correct name. So. No, yeah, no, you're you're good. We'll go up to my guy Joel. Joel. Uh, you know, I, I know you've uh, had a rough go of it with uh, sports, you know, the last handful of days. I hope you're doing okay. But uh, just give me your final take on Oklahoma. Give me final anger out before we move on and try to have a little. Yeah, well, thank God this isn't a Yankees talk show because I'd be losing my freaking mind. But um, honestly, I'm not super upset about the outcome of the game. I mean, I wish we would have won, obviously. But the way our offense looks, it just gives me a lot of hope for the rest of the year. The defense had a kind of shit game, but I'm not as worried about them as I was about the offense before 
And I think this game really put to rest all of the Skylar Thompson naysayers, if there were any. Yeah, I think there are still some out there, but uh, they're they're just kind of proven idiots. We'll go to Cole. Cole, give me your final take about the Oak. Final take. Um, it was a great atmosphere. I was really happy I could make it there. Um, so that was awesome. I honestly think since my freshman year, that might have been the best beginning of game atmosphere. I could be wrong, though, so if somebody disagrees, speak up. Um, it was a fun game. I, you know, I'm happy it kind of went down to the wire. Just seems like if a few things gone our way, we would have win. But I can't help but feel better after this game than I did after the Oklahoma State game. Um, and I think that was probably the best offense we'll ever face this year and potentially one of the best defenses. So I really think uh, every game on the rest of the schedule is Yeah, I, I don't think you're wrong. You, you, you pull off that game versus Iowa State, which I, I definitely have had circled on my calendar since the game last year. But you beat that, you have uh, a road game at Texas Tech, which is beatable. We've had their number as of late. Then you get to come home versus TCU, another team who we've seemed to like really uh, be very good against in the new, uh, you know, in the Big 12 2.0 era. And then all of a sudden you win those three, you get to go to KU to get to the point where you're four and two in the Big 12. And then all of a sudden we're all feeling a lot better about things. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, the, the biggest thing is getting that Iowa State game and, uh, you know, hope, hoping, hoping that starts a winning streak because then all of a sudden – uh, you get to four and two, you're able to start scoreboard watching again and start, you know, talking about Arlington again, which maybe that's our death nail. We should just stop. But um, I, I'm with you. I, I'm very, I'm more encouraged than discouraged coming out of it. It's not a moral victory, but just kind of where my head's at. We'll go to Joey. Joey, give me your final OU take. I think I agree with everything everybody said. I, I think personally, it, it did kind of feel almost like watching a Chiefs game, like the last couple of Chiefs games where our defense just can't get a stop. And, and OU, it, it did seem like they scored on every possession. And if they didn't, then it, it sure as hell seemed like they did. Um, so I, I'm the only discouragement I have at this point is in the defense. And I think, you know, losing Khalid Duke is starting to, to show itself a little bit more. But offensively, I couldn't be more pleased in how Skyler played. Was a little bummed that, that Jacardier had that fumble on that first possession, which ended up at the end of the day kind of kind of biting us in the ass. But Overall, I do feel more encouraged than discouraged with how we performed in that game and, and looking at the rest of the schedule. I think we could we could make a good run here. So feeling good about it in general. All right, we'll go to the good chef, the good chef, Andre Napier. Give me your uh, final uh, bow on the OU. I mean, it was it was a tough pill to swallow just, just watching the defense just get absolutely just – dimed i mean just little shut and we would just miss a tackle here it would go for 14 it was it was just brutal to watch our offense played relatively well still special teams you thanks malik um and it, it's the I, I don't know if anybody said anything but the officiating was just so bad it's just reviews that's fine but the just the officiating i mean they hold every play we probably hold every play too. I'm looking through purple glasses, but 
God, I mean, there's just blatant calls that they're not calling for OU. And it's just, it was just a shit show all the way around. But I mean, the outlook, we're looking better. Sky's looking strong. I hope he can run in two weeks. I think we're going to need that versus a, a weird defense. And the reason why I think the three down defense is not looking as solid as it was in those first three games is, I mean, half of the teams in the Big 12 run the run the same scheme we're trying out for the first time. So it's like they, they've seen it. They, they've, they've done it this entire time, and we're kind of new to it, and they're kind of exposing us in different schemes. And I don't know if that goes on Klanderman's shoulders, but um, – I mean, I think we'll get it figured out. And like you said, if we're looking four and two down the road, I think we're going to have a totally different conversation. But as of right now, we have to get Iowa State. And we have to get healthy. I talked about the injuries, I think, last week or the week before. They're starting to catch up a lot. And it's getting it's getting dire out there. It's getting, it's getting scary. Yeah, you, you got to get healthy this week and then – Again, I, I think beyond just the uh, internet, uh, you know, stakes, you have to beat Iowa State. I will say this. I, I, I'm not going to defend Klanderman. The defense has just been very bad the last couple weeks. I don't know if it does have anything to do with, hey, Big 12 teams go against the, you know, three three five quite a bit. I don't know if it is, hey, maybe we just weren't giving enough respect to these offenses. But at the end of the day, you know, if we were going to be heaping all that praise on Klanderman through the first three weeks, you gotta, you know, put a little, you gotta put quite a bit of this on his shoulders, uh, you know, after the two losses, you gotta call balls and strikes. So I, I think a lot of it, if we're giving all that credit to him through the first three weeks, we have to give him a lot of the uh, blame. These last two, we'll go to Cali, Mike, Mike out in Cali. Are your Stanford friends starting to get a little chesty since uh, we've fallen on bad times? These mythical Stanford people I ask uh, you about every week that don't exist. <laughs> yeah, I think the, the mythical people are definitely coming out of the woodwork uh, every day. Just, uh, you know, I've had to block a few of them on my phone. But, um, you know, what I'll say about the game is uh, four for five on fourth down. That's pretty insane. Um, and just something you don't expect from a K-State team. And God, that that onside kick that nobody saw coming the double kick. Give me a fucking break. That just pissed me off. Um, you know, I think the whole game could have gone a whole different way if that had fallen to us. Um, I, I liked the balls on, on climbing. Um, and I like to see it and it gives me a lot of hope for the rest of the season. Yeah. I, I do hope that, uh, he, he stays aggressive on fourth down. I will say to the idea of the reviews, Ultimately, I think they got the right call with the onside kick. But again, it's frustrating how they go about it. And it's frustrating that, you know, it, it was completely accidental. It wasn't even, you know, it's an illegal touch, but it wasn't even like, you know, before the 10 yards. It was, it was a very frustrating uh, way to get overturned. I still, and this is on me, I haven't gone back and watched the Landry Weber uh, fourth down play, but inside the stadium, I thought there's no way they could overturn it. So that was the one I was super upset about as well. But at the end of the day, I think folks are right. Hey, I don't, I don't think we got screwed or anything. I think we just didn't have some of those 50, 50 breaks go our way. Their fumbles go right back to them. 
instead of us being able to scoop it and almost take it back. So it's uh, it, it does sting a little bit. But uh, we'll, we'll go to Drew on this. Drew, give me your final OU take, but then I'm also going to ask you what sort of uh, – because you cover recruiting for uh, K-State Online uh, football recruiting. It was a big football recruiting weekend, and we have another one coming up versus Iowa State. I'm not asking you to give away any premium information, but what could you give our listeners and folks here tonight in the live show? Any uh, recruiting news that you feel that you can give away for free? Uh, so my final takeaways are, I mean, it's all, it's obviously been hit on, but K-State needs to get healthier. I mean, I kind of joked after the game, that like K-State's been the walking wounded the last few weeks. I mean, it didn't even happen in the game. Boom, Massey goes out. They're missing Khalid Duke. That's why like people keep, calling for the four-man front. I'm like, who are you going to put in at DN? Because there just aren't enough bodies right now. And then, uh, I mean, the offense is really encouraging. I thought Kleiman was correct yesterday when he said that, uh, like, third-quarter offense wasn't that bad because they, they missed a touchdown on that third-down play where it was the option route and Deuce ran one way and Skyler threw it the other way. Like, it, I mean, that, that's a TD... Um, another takeaway that I had was, uh, I mean, like we've already hit on it, but like the one rant that I had on Sunday when I went back and watched it is like, I feel like reviews and replays are meant to like fix clear and obvious errors. And I don't think that like it was a clear and obvious error to miss the double kick when it happened in real time, when you have to slow it down and go in slow motion and look at it like four or five times that's where you kind of lose me at overturning a call. And then recruiting news. Um, I mean, everybody that I talked to that was at the game loved the atmosphere. They thought that it was crazy. They loved all the students. Uh, like when they walked by that they were, they would either chant their names or like give them high fives. Um, let's see what else. I was talking about a lot. And they all came away really encouraged with how K-State played. I mean, a couple of them talked about how they thought that K-State was going to win. And game results don't really matter to recruits, per se, at these visits. But I like the main takeaway was that everybody was really impressed with how K-State looks and that they think that K-State has a bright future. Uh, Drew, did, did recruits ever talk about, like, after halftime, like what they see, like with people leaving, do they ever talk about the atmosphere after like halftime? Uh, no, that hasn't been brought up before, but like it's something that like everybody else kind of notices. So like, I, I don't know if they completely notice that, but like it, it's something that like, obviously for the press box that it, it gets talked about. And like when I'm down on the field after halftime, like it, it's significantly quieter in the second half a lot of the time. I'm going to say this because it's it's been a uh, very loud topic for a very long time about, you know, pass-offs. And I want to get rid of them as well. So I, I'm not using this as a defense to it, but this is not an exclusive K-State thing. Uh, I found a thread of Oklahoma State people really uh, – raging pretty hard about people leaving uh, during the first half of their game versus K-State, and they don't have re-entry. Uh, so, it, you know, it, I, I feel like you're probably going to be running into that 
uh, at a lot of college football stadiums, no matter what. Is it annoying? Yes. Is getting rid of re-entry and adding beer going to solve it? Maybe a little bit, but I'm guessing that this is just something that is part of the uh, culture with college football, especially in the Big 12. I saw it when I went out to West Virginia a few years ago. I've seen it in Texas. I've seen it at Texas Tech. Again, I don't think that is something that is ever going to be fixed. I think it's just something that, uh, for better or worse, is just part of Big 12 and probably ACC and some of these uh, places. And again, I've also heard people complain about it. You know, I've heard Nick Saban call Alabama students selfish uh, for leaving and not coming back. You know, I I don't think this is a K-State issue. I, I think we're all hyper aware of it because this is our school there's things that I think could make it better, but I don't think this is ever going to get solved. I don't know if you want to say anything to that, Jeff, or we can move on. We'll just hey, I'll move just on. say something oh, here, no, Go Scott. ahead, Mike. Go ahead, Mike. Uh, sorry, not on that topic, but I did, you know, obviously watched it on TV. And the Weber catch review, um, I'll say it was a 51-49 that the ground helped him maintain control, unfortunately. Okay, well, but even to Drew's point there, I, I think there is I, – I think that there needs to get to a point where in college football, especially when everything is reviewed, that if you can't clear and obviously say – I think there needs to be a two-minute limit. And if you can't in two minutes say something definitively happened, it just needs to stand on the field. So uh, that's what I would do again. I think ultimately the calls maybe were right, especially if you're saying 51-49, it helped them. Um but I, I think something needs to change because we've had multiple times this year where we've had reviews go over six minutes, and that's just that should not be happening. Um, can I interview real quick? Mm-hmm. I just wanted to say that, like, if we need to to hit on the definitions of clear and obvious more, like, I don't think two minutes. I think it should be like one minute, clear and obvious. Like, it needs to be so clear and obvious that you can just quickly be like, "Yep, that's a mistake," and move on. That's that's where I leave it. No, I, I I think that's true. I think eventually something needs to happen. And this isn't a this isn't a K State loses. I'm on a soapbox type thing because I love college football. It is my favorite sport. But too often, how many times are you guys just at home, you know, drinking a pumpkin beer, watching a Thursday night game or a Tuesday night matching game, and it's six minute reviews, a couple of them in a game, and your girlfriend's like, "Hey, why aren't you paying attention?" And you say, "Sorry, I'd be over in this Kent State." Miami Ohio game I have to watch this and it just lingers way more than it needs to be I I don't think there's anything that could happen to make college football unwatchable for me but if you're talking to the average sports fan who has to choose between you know matching on a Tuesday night in an early season you know Orlando Magic Charlotte Hornets game uh, of course they're going to go to the NBA because that product is made for TV these reviews are hurting the watchability of college football and I, they need to figure out something because you can't have multiple six, seven, eight-minute reviews a game. It just, it just hurts it. So I think you're right, Zach. There needs – whether it's one minute, two minute, something, it has to be a time limit. It cannot continue on the way it is. All right, um, unless anyone wants to pop in with more uh, takes on reviews, what I'm going to do – we're not quite at the halfway mark, but we have played five out of our 12 games. So we're going to do the – almost halfway, uh, you know, uh, grades or just almost halfway uh, temperature check. So 
Uh, I'll say this. I'll just kind of start it off. Uh, when I came into this season, I was getting very excited, very bullish for this team. Uh, the three and two does not ultimately change any of that. I thought there was a very real chance you lose these two games. But I think because of how good we looked for Stanford and Nevada really soured me because I thought we could have done something versus Oklahoma State. But ultimately, if you go back to where I was before the season started, I'm about par for the course. I, I, I'm about even keel. I'm not going to say I'm uh, buying. I'm not going to say I'm selling where we are at this point. I'm just holding. So we'll go to uh, – we'll start off with Joel. Uh, almost halfway through the season, are you buying or selling the 2021 K-State football team? I think I'm still buying. I mean, you can't go 10-2 and two without losing two games. So we're right in the right spot. See, I, I love that mentality. We'll go down to Zach. Zach, are you buying or selling almost halfway through the 2021 K-State football team? Um, Man, I don't – I guess I'm kind of like par, like, like you. I mean, I guess I'll lean towards buy. Um, I got a lot of red flags from the defense the last couple of weeks. I don't – I don't really know what to say. I think I'm probably just about. Yep, and, and there's nothing wrong with holding, so I'll say buy, sell, or hold. So we'll go to Chris next. Chris, are you buy, sell, or hold the 2021 K-State football team? Um, I'm going to still buy. Uh, I think now that we have Skyler back, um, I think you you got to buy. If he's able to stay healthy now, that is, and we'll see. Um, but I think as long as Skyler's there, buy, hard buy. Um, you can see he just brings a different element to the team. Um, not only is he like, he's a good player um, for us, but I think he brings a, a leadership component and a, just a X factor component that can't really be replicated. Now, is he the greatest player? No, but uh, there's something about his mentality and him just being a gamer um, that makes up for all that. Um, so I want to buy, I, uh, go a little tangent here before the season, I was kind of big on K state, at least hitting the six win mark for the over under on the win total season. And so much so that I convinced my brother-in-law to uh, put down a sizable bet and wager on the cats hitting their uh, win total. And so um, he's feeling good. He's still feeling good out. Skylar's back. Um, he, cause he was a little shaky there um, when Skylar went out um, and uh I would have went on it too, but I am married and I don't think my wife would have appreciated it if I took a sizable chunk of our money out of the checking account to put a gamble on. So, but I'm buying, I still think we'll get our over under uh, win total. I think we'll get a decent bowl game. Yeah. I think the, the, there is no danger in the over right now. And even if you lose the Iowa state, I'm not worried about hitting that over because I legitimately think even when you include the FCS game in that first half of the season, I think our final six games are much easier than the first six games. So I I think already just having three games through five, if you have money on over five and a half, you have to be feeling good. Um, so we'll go up to Cole. Buy, sell, or hold the 2021 K-State. I think I'm buying. I mean, before the season, I really felt like – Nine and three was kind of my threshold of where I start to see it as a good season. Um, and I think nine and three is certainly on the table. 
So I don't know. I, I think it'll be a good season, but there's still a chance that it'll be a great season. So I love it. Joey, uh, buy, sell, or hold the cats. And I, you're out in Colorado where sports gambling's legal. So did you have a sizable bet on the over five and a half? Man, it's, it's like y'all know me too well. I'm an absolute degenerate, and I'm on FanDuel all the time. Uh, yes, I have, a, I have a bet on the Cats going over five and a half, and I have a bet on Iowa State going under nine, under nine and a half, I think. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> so you can basically cash both tickets if we win next week. Yeah, yeah, basically. So uh, feeling really good about that. I, I would still buy on the over. Um, my preseason win prediction for the Cats was eight. And I'm not sure that I would buy that at this point, but I still feel confident. So I would hold on eight wins still, uh, but I wouldn't sell. I wouldn't sell. I love that. All right. We'll go up to Mike out in Cali. Mike, buy, sell, or hold the K-State uh, 2021 fight in football wildcat. Uh, I'm definitely going by. I think they're going to overperform. Um, you know, I just think, you know, we've got what it takes. Like, I, I don't know about all you, but, you know, not discounting Howard or Lewis here, you know, I'm not going to bag on some college athletes, but man, I felt good having Skyler in there. He just gave me so much calm during that game. And I feel like, you know, once he's at the helm, we get our defensive issues figured out. We're going to roll. Yeah. I, I, Skyler Thompson really does change the dynamic of this team. And again, uh, having a guy who understands what he's doing and has the confidence to, stay in the pocket and has an idea of where to look down the field. And then again, also when to dump it off instead of get throwing it away really changes the offense. And again, I think it puts such a big emphasis on the development of the three young guys this off season or going out and finding a transfer who can give you that in the off season. Because again, you're bringing back a lot of pieces next year. doesn't have to be some ultimate rebuild, um, anywhere on the field outside of, you know, defensive tackle and quarterback. Now those might be the two most important, you know, positions in college football. Uh, so you, you need to find solves for that, but you have pieces everywhere. Next year doesn't have to be, you know, back to the seller. So I, I really hope they can figure out what happens behind Skylar, but I'm, I'm going to enjoy the hell out of, you know, the final, you know, what, seven, eight, uh, games left to Skylar Thompson, assuming he doesn't get hurt. I'm going to enjoy the heck out of him. So we'll go to the good chef. Um, buy or sell or hold the 2021 K-State football team. I'm holding. I'm like in a depression. I just – it's it's makes me nervous because when we went preseason, my swing game was Texas Tech because I said if we if, – by, by some miracle, if we go – Three and zero, and then three and zero in conference play, and then we're six and zero. We can we can beat Texas Tech, and we'll start rolling the back half. But if we go zero and three in conference play, it's going to get real dark. And I mean, right now I got a hold because we're zero and two. And if we're zero and three going into Texas Tech, I'm selling hard. So I mean, just by the logic in my game, Skyler makes our offense a lot better. I understand that, but. We've got some schematic issues on defense, and, I mean, we're just – outside of Deuce, we're not that electric, and it's it's just making me nervous. I'm in a little, little bit of a funk. I need – you guys are helping me get out of it, but I'm, I'm getting a little nervous, and 
I'm I'm gonna hold for right now, but if Iowa State goes bad, it's it's sell time, baby. If Iowa State goes bad, I'm ending the podcast. So I mean I, I can't I can't have this sort of energy from you, Chef. So I'm gonna go to Drew. Drew, uh buy, sell, or hold the twenty twenty one case hit football team. Uh, I mean, I'm still holding. I, I would lean, honestly, more towards buy. I mean, we all thought that coming into the season, like I, I wrote this in the KSO panel today, like best case scenario, KSO is going to be four and one, the most likely for like in everybody's mind. And you're three and two right now. And the one, one game that you lost, you played your third string quarterback for three quarters of the game. So like, there's nothing to make me want to sell right now, except I'm. Um, I mean, I'm I'm not totally sold on the defense right now, and I know that they need to get healthier. But like, I've I haven't seen something to make me want to sell. Like, I I think Casey could still go eight and four, easily. Well, I was talking earlier about how like we're gonna ten and two, nine and three. So I don't. I'm not even to the point where I'm you know giving up on nine nine or ten wins i'm I'm not there i i'm i'm not there so maybe i need to go back to buying instead of saying holding so if we beat iowa state like watch out I'm, I'm i'm like full full you know on the 10 train win so just just watch out so uh, i'm I, with you i'm with you too i mean if if if, if we crush chef, iowa state, what a, chef chef stop what do we need to do to get you down here for the iowa state game <laughs> oh god i need a babysitter bad uh okay so what we're gonna do is we're gonna send grant and his wife up to Ohio with his kid. You get to come down and stay with me and Shawnee. No. And then we're Grant's kid is sick. He's he's driving in cars at 3 a.m. I can't have that that infection over here. He gets COVID every other week too, so I don't want that over there. <laughs> okay, that's fair. That's fair. Um, so here's a call out to anyone uh, who can help uh, Chef get a surrogate uh, dad for his kids and husband for his wife, uh, so we can get him down here for the Iowa State game. Um, and, and hey, I'm I'm seeing the chat uh, about Reggie Stubblefield. It sounds like it was more than just his hand that he was dealing with. So if he can get back, and Jax was banged up for that Oklahoma game, we're gonna get back and we're gonna roll versus Iowa State. So uh, here we go. We only got about 19 minutes left tonight, but today's episode dropped with my buddy Philip Slavin from the 1012 podcast. We talked a lot about the Big 12, uh, you know, present and future, and we haven't really done a massive deep dive into the four editions coming to the conference we've said some stuff in passing but you know by the time it became official we were full-fledged in the uh preview uh world so this is what i'm gonna ask everyone give me of the four teams coming byu cincinnati central florida and houston i want to hear from you who are you most excited to play in the future amongst those four and who are you most excited to hate? So is there is there a fan base that you're like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna have fun hating on those guys. We're gonna start off with Zach. Zach, who is a team you're looking forward to playing and a team you're looking forward to hating of those new four one or new uh, four conference members? Um, to me, it's pretty obvious. Well, that okay, maybe not pretty obvious, but I definitely will look forward to playing Cincinnati. Um, I've always I'm not a fan or anything, but I've always program. Um, I think Nippard Stadium's awesome. Just the drop ba- or background. Um, so I'm looking to play them. To hate, I mean, this one seems like the obvious answer. It's BYU. I mean, 
we got to have some good jokes. That's all I'm saying. There's got to be some some original jokes made. Yeah, I, I don't want to hijack anything. I actually think I could make an argument for hating any of the th- uh, three not named Cincinnati. And I think you mentioned it. I'm actually really excited for that first game in Nippert Stadium. I'm going to make sure I'm there. I think that's going to be fun. Uh, we'll go to Cole. Cole, who are you most excited to play? And of the four teams, who are you most excited? Oh, gosh. Um, I think I'm most excited to play Cincinnati as well. Um, they just got some good vibes over there. I don't know what it is, but for whatever reason, I just find myself rooting for them. Um they're the most likable of the bunch, certainly. Who I'm going to hate, I'm definitely not looking forward to it, but I just know I'm going to hate them, is BYU. Uh, just because I think they're going to be good, and it's going to be so annoying that they're good. And I'm going to hate them. That's fair. We'll go to uh, the good chef who lives in Ohio, so I don't know if that's going to – uh, make you maybe hate the Bearcats because you'll be around a little bit more of them. But uh, who are you looking forward to playing? Who are you looking? No, it's it's the obvious choice for me. I'm going to be at every UC game that the Cats are at. Basketball is going to be out of out of control for UC games, so I'll be there for that. So I'm going to love them. I mean, it's going to be uh, love hate just because I don't want to see them beat K State, but just so I can get more Cats in my life, it's it's UC. Um, but hate, I'm I'm gonna go UCF because they're the most recent national champion in the conference, and I mean, I, I don't like a winner, so you know, whatever. Let's let's fuck the night. Hey, there there we go. That's actually who Philip said he was going to uh, hate on the most. Uh, we'll go to Joey next. Joey, who are you looking forward to playing? Who are you looking forward to hating? I'm going to flip it a little bit. I'm looking forward. I, I am looking forward to playing Cincinnati, but I think the backdrop in Provo and being able to play BYU is going to be pretty sick. And, and if they're going to have a cool fan environment too there, even though, you know, we can make all the BYU jokes all day, every day, but I think they've got a really awesome setup there. Um, as far as who, who I'm going to hate the most, I agree with chef. It's got to be UCF. They have like a KU level with the 2020 basketball season with that 2017 national title in football, a level of just, I I don't even know what to call it, but it's just naivety, I guess. But it's, it's hilarious and hysterical to me that they still claim that. And I'm going to, I'm going to make jokes about it while also claiming it. Ah, I love it. All right. We'll go up to, Joel, Joel, who are you looking forward to playing? Who are you looking forward to hating? I just want to say I love how nobody said Houston. They're so freaking forgettable. Um, but Well, and I, I actually think that they, they, there could be an argument for Houston being the most uh, hated because they feel a sense of entitlement that they belong in the Big 12, yet outside of what that, that one or two seasons – uh, with their football team, you're right. They're forgettable. So I, I think you could even make an argument for them being the most hateable because they have almost more entitlement than any of the other four fan bases that are coming in. True. I don't know. I'm I'm most excited for BYU. I think it's going to be so fun to go out there and just be an absolute liability around them and turn it into like a meme of like sneaking alcohol into games and all sorts of stuff. Um, I hate UCF. I've always hated UCF. The Bounce House is the stupidest fucking name. 
it's a freaking children's play place. It's not a football stadium. So, yeah, also they're not national. I love it. All right, we'll go down to Chris. Chris, who are you most looking forward to playing and who are you looking uh, forward to hating? Um, I think I'll go with Cincinnati most looking forward to playing um, as long as they stay good. Um, I'm hoping they're just not going through like a two or three year spurt. What I worry is uh, what's his name? Their head coach. Fickle. Yeah. Uh, hopefully he doesn't get picked off by uh, somewhat some of the bigger schools. Cause that could possibly happen. And then they, they don't get the right hire and then, and then they suck. Uh, I'll say this about Cincinnati. If you go back and look at their history of football hires, uh, there's, there's not many football programs in, uh, you know, college football that get their hires right. So I don't know if he's going to be a lifer, but I think they'll, they'll always be able to find someone. So uh, I'll, I'll say this about Fickle just because, I mean, I listen to it all the time. He's in a, a Buckeye through and through. And the only reason he, his family and all that is from Southern part of Columbus and, He's not leaving Cincinnati unless it's for the Buckeyes. That's the that's it. That's that's all that's going to happen. Yeah, there I think, you go. I think I hope. I mean, for Cincinnati's sake, I think if they can keep him for a long time, uh, then that'd be good for them. And sometimes once you're you're there for a while and you've built your program, it's tougher to leave, and then you just kind of call it home. So maybe that that'll be the situation. But money always talks, so uh, you never know. Um, so I think Cincinnati I also, you know what I'll say, uh, UCF will be kind of a love hate. I think, um, playing in Florida will throw a different dynamic. So I think the player, some of the players will probably enjoy going down to Orlando and playing there for football and basketball. Um, and, uh, and then you'll just kind of have to put up with whatever online fans that they have. Cause isn't UCF like a huge online school or, Commuter school or something yeah. like that. Well, I, I think they're a commuter school, but they're also like one of the biggest undergrad schools in the country. But I think they're online fans, you know, on college football, Reddit, on Twitter, tweeting into podcasts. I think they're like very Iowa statey in that mind. So I, I think that we're going to be able to have a lot of fun with their fans online. They're, yeah. They're, they're extremely. Gotcha. So, Anyways, I, I, yeah, I know they had a huge undergraduate, like the largest one was 60,000. And so it, 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 I feel like a big part of their student population, they probably cheer for the other Florida schools. Like they probably come from all different parts of the state or all around the Florida area. And they probably grew up like Florida State fans or Florida fans or Miami fans or other college fans. And then they just went to school at UCF and then they just happened to cheer for them. So they probably have a weird fan base. Um, so anyways, and then, yeah, Houston's very forgettable, um, but it might be cool to go down there every once in a while, watch them. And, um, so, uh, well, no, I think I'm losing my connection. Uh, I just got a signal. Hopefully you guys can still hear me. Um, BYU will be fun to play. Last thing I'll say, cause I, I'm going, I'm getting long winded here. Uh, one underrated thing I think that comes out of all this big 12 championship. Uh, basketball tournament staying in Kansas City, which I'm pretty pumped about. Well, hopefully it's still stay in Kansas City. Pretty pumped about because I just moved into the KC uh, area not too long ago, and I was a little worried during the realignment that it was going to move or there would be no Big 12 championship because I want to go to all those tournament games. So there we go. I know that was totally unrelated. 
No, I, I, I don't think it's unrelated at all. I, th- I don't see any reason with uh, how – of the teams we've added, I don't see any reason for it to leave Kansas City. So we'll go to – I think we need uh, Mike, and then we'll go Drew, and then we got Nick in the line, or uh, up on stage as well. So we'll go Mike first. Who are you looking forward to playing? Who are you looking forward to hating? And then we'll go Drew, then Nick. Uh, so my looking forward to playing and hating are both the same, and that's BYU uh, because, you know, obviously that's a 12-hour drive from my place in San Francisco, so hoping to make that game every time K-State is there. Uh, so, you know, yeah, it's going to be good to actually get some in-person uh, without having to catch a flight. Um, and, you know, they're I'm just going to hate them. So. That's that. Aren't there a ton of uh, cheap flights from San Francisco to Salt Lake City? I mean, you know, probably, but why not? Hey, that's all you. I'm not going to throw shade. I mean, later this year, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be driving down to Lubbock. And uh, hell, if if K-State is still alive for Arlington, I'm going to have to tell my mom that, uh, sorry, Thanksgiving has to be brunch. And then I'm driving down to our, or to Austin. So, no, I there's nothing wrong with a good road trip. So, we'll go to Drew, then Nick, uh, who you're looking forward to playing most and who you're looking forward to hating most of the four new teams. Uh, the four new teams, I think I'm most looking forward to playing BYU. I mean, their stadium is really pretty. And then, like, an underrated thing about them is, like, their baseball stadium is almost as pretty as their football stadium. So, like, I, I'm looking forward to watching some games there. And you kind of stole what I was going to say, but, like, UCF fans kind of give off an Iowa State vibe to me online. So, like, I feel like a lot of K-State fans are going to really joke around with UCF. Yeah, I'm going to say this. I'm looking forward to all the – going to all the away games except for Houston. There's no part of me that wants to go to Houston, so I'm not going to do that. But I really want to just get super drunk at Epcot the day before we play UCF. Uh, so that's kind of what I, I want to do. Um, we'll go down to Nick. Nick, welcome to the show. We missed you. You're always one of my favorites. We're talking about the four new teams coming to the Big 12. Who are you looking forward to playing? Who are you looking forward to uh, hating? What's going on, Bonehead? Sorry I came in so late. Traveled to Oklahoma City to enlist another recruit into the guard. Um, looking for- Hey, good job. Good job. Look- Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, looking forward to BYU, uh, like everybody else, just the scenery. Um, I know it's kind of giving me that Colorado vibe, um, just the mountains and stuff like that, but really looking forward to going there. And then, honestly, I think everybody said it. Uh, UCF is now the Iowa State 2.0, so fuck them. And uh, let's let's go trash Florida and uh, have a great time. So. I love it. And we got Cody up on stage as well. Cody, uh, who are you looking forward to playing? Who are you looking forward to hating? Okay. Can you hear me? Yep, I got you. Okay. I'm I'm a little bit different here. I'm actually looking forward to UCF just because I want to go to Orlando and uh, see what that atmosphere is like with all those weirdos in Florida. But BYU is the hate. Yep, no, I, I get that for sure. And uh, we got about five minutes left. Uh, the weather's starting to cool off. Um, I think once upon a time we talked about our favorite soups, maybe. I can't remember. We talked about 
hoodies, quarter zips, crew necks, all that type of stuff. This is always a hot topic, and I'm sure it's going to pop off on Twitter. Uh, honestly, it's probably going to be any day now. It's the topic of chili. Do you put beans or do you want beans in your chili this fall and winter? We're going to start with Cody. Cody, beans in your chili, yes or no? It's a yes for me, honestly. All right, we'll go with Nick. Oh, no, go ahead. What were you going to say? I didn't mean to cut you off. I said, yeah, nice. No judgment. I, I've, I've had great chilies both ways. I have, I don't really have a dog in this fight. So I, I, I don't have a dog in this fight at all. So I just figured we, we'd have a little fun at the end of this bi week live show. So we'll go to Nick. I'm all for the big. All right, we'll go to Zach. Uh oh. All right, we're going to move on from Zach. Oh, no, there we go. Zach. Oh, I didn't jelly. Zach, my bad. Um, unlike a true Kansan, I am not into chili very much. Let's just say, why not? Ooh. All right. Well, th- that definitely is a take. That I, I feel like uh, everyone loves chili, but I feel like Kansans uh, have a real attachment to it. So we'll go over to Chris. Chris, uh, beans in your chili, yes or no? I've had great chilies both with and without beans, but I think every time I make chili, I use beans. So um, another thing, I I don't know if this is just where I grew up uh, or if this is anyone else experienced it, but for school meals, whenever you had chili at school, did anyone else have cinnamon rolls with uh, their chili? I'm just asking. Hell yeah. Yeah, I I, but I think we've established that that is a – aggressively Kansas thing. Okay. I was just wondering if that's just where I was from or if that's a whole like statewide Kansas thing. Oh, no, I wasn't for sure. Uh, we, but, we did it yeah. at home. We did it at home for uh, dinner as well. It was always chilling cinnamon rolls with carrot sticks. <laughs> okay. I was, I was wondering. I, and uh, cause I just think that's one of the more strange combinations of uh food items but it hits different and it's it's delicious i love cinnamon rolls and chili yeah i i think anytime the uh chili debates come up Derek young who uh grew up in ohio and we we got chef here in a second um but he he was like just confused the first time i heard so i think that might be like a kansas thing so uh, if anyone who grew up or lives in another place that is uh, about chili and cinnamon rolls let me know We'll go to Joey. You live in Colorado. Um, is, is that a thing for Colorado folks, or is that just a Kansas thing? And then beans in your chili, yes or no? So they definitely don't serve cinnamon rolls with the chili out here. The big thing out here is like a pork green chili, which doesn't have beans in it, but is very good if you do it right. Um, so that's something I like to make every year. But I, I grew up with beans in my chili, and I'm not bean-averse, so to say, but – I am very much more a fan of the Texas-style chili that doesn't have beans in it and is more of like a cubed beef that you throw in there, and you let it just kind of go for hours and throw some beer in it. But I've got like a whole process I use for my chili, but uh, definitely is is always made better with cinnamon roll. All right, well, slide into the DMs with the chili recipe because, uh, you know, I was looking at the forecast. I don't know when I'm going to do it, but I think we're within the next, you know, couple weeks I'm going to do some chili, and I'm always looking for different chili recipes. We'll go with uh, Callie Mike. Callie, uh, and seeing in the, uh, in the chats, it's a Kansas school thing uh, that was invented. So 
That's awesome. Are you beans in the chili? Yes or no? Yeah, well, that was just my hot take on the Kansas school thing. Oh, okay. You know, okay. it just seems like everybody went to school and that's where they had it. But anyway, um, I'm definitely saying yes to beans. Uh, my own chili recipe that I developed while at K-State calls for black beans. So, yeah. Well, and, and that's actually not a traditional chili bean. So I, I like the idea of uh, black beans. So I'm going to say it to you. Shoot me uh, the recipe in the DMs. I would, I'd love to uh, try it out this year. I'll do it. All right, we'll go to Chef. Chef. Uh, are you? Do you rock with DY and uh, anti-cinnamon rolls, uh, you Ohio folks? Well, I'll say this. When I was in the Kansas school system in elementary school, I must have missed the cinnamon roll train. It was not on my uh, radar at all. I must have got brainwashed by the Ohio folk. But when when I eat chili, it's with beans. I, I am a traditionalist at some point, but... Most of the time I'm going beans and it's with peanut butter sandwiches. That's, that's the kick. Wow. You got to have the peanut butter sandwich with the, with the chili. That's the only thing to eat it with. All right. Well, that, that's interesting. I've never heard that one, but I, I love a good peanut butter sandwich. Um, we'll go up to Drew. Drew, beans, yes or no? Uh, honestly, I don't really care. As long as there's cinnamon rolls involved, like I'll, I'll eat the chili when, wherever, whenever, whatever it has in it. Seven rolls there. You get me there. There you go. We'll go with Cole, and then we're going to end with my guy, Joel. Cole, beans, yes or no? And then if you want to talk about cinnamon rolls, you can do that. Um, yes, yeah, so I got a big dog in this fight. In my mind, if you don't put beans in your chili, it's not chili. It's just like meat juice, or it's like you're a bun away from eating a sloppy joe. Like You got to have beans in your chili um, for it to be chili in my eyes. Um, cinnamon rolls I always knew of that but I never really ate it but I was also in the Wichita school system so we couldn't really afford cinnamon rolls but I always knew it was- alright there you go and then we're going to end with Joel Joel my dad uh, and I agree with Cole it was uh, I only had bean or uh, cinnamon rolls with my chili at a uh, private school they never had it at public school. Can I say something to Cole real quick? Cole, I don't know if you have yes, TikTok, you but if you do, you sound just like Rusty Ranks beers, and it's it's kind of driving me crazy. I don't know if you know of this person, but look into it. You sound identical. Never heard of him. I'll, I'll check him out. Hopefully he's... Well, I, I, I had the pleasure of meeting Cole and Joel this past weekend. Both of them are cooler than you could ever imagine. Uh, but that's all the time we have tonight on Spotify Green Room. Uh, you know, next week, uh, folks are listening to this on a Friday. Uh, next week is Iowa State week. Uh, put, put the wheat, uh, wheat emojis in your Twitter handle. Uh, bring your A game. It, it, we really need to bring our – exactly. Thank you. We need to bring our A game in trolling Iowa State this week. They're going to get chesty with the year they had last year. They're going to bring up the 45 nothing or whatever it is. But that's where we need to really be on our A game. If you want to get started over the weekend, go for it. Again, I'm going to be, you know, first thing Monday morning, changing the Twitter handles. I'm putting the wheat and wheat uh, emojis in there. I'm going to be all about it. Wheat is greater than corn. I'm going to go all out on those Charlie Brown motherfuckers because we have to remind them 
what's up? So bring the energy, bring the wheat. Let's have some fun during Iowa State week. We can get started over the weekend. I love you guys. Thank you so much to everyone who joined. Spotify Green Room is my favorite hour every week. I can't wait to keep this going all football season. I can't wait to see what's going to happen in these live shows during basketball season as well. So we will be here again next Wednesday, 7 p.m. If you're listening on the podcast feed, get in on the fun, join us. And then to everyone else, I don't know what the show is going to be on Monday, but we're going to have a Monday show for you. And then we're going to preview Iowa State the following uh, show. So get excited. Farmageddon is almost here. It is, hey, with Oklahoma and Texas leaving, this is the greatest rivalry in the Big 12. So I can't wait. Love you guys. Thanks again to everyone joined. And send, send me all the chili recipes in the DMs. We love you guys, and we'll talk to you soon. Sports Social Podcast Network.